as I've reflected on Jesus' death for us over the course of this week, the, the word or the theme that keeps coming to mind is that of control. Probably because I like to be in control of my life. I realize that control may sound like an odd, odd subject to consider on the day of Good Friday, but let me briefly explain. We are made in the image of a God who has ultimate control over all things. And as those made in his image and likeness, he has graciously invested us with a bit of that power to exercise control over the world. And that is a very good thing when we use that control wisely and for the good of others and for the glory of God. Our first parents in the Garden of Eden were given a domain over which they had significant but of course only partial control. They were to cultivate the garden, to prepare the soil, and then trust in God's power and provision. And that work was to be good and rewarding as they rested in God's greater control over all things. But eventually they wanted more control than the generous amount that they had been given, and they reached out for it and grabbed it bringing the opposite of what they sought, bringing judgment and ruin. Since then, that act of seeking a too tight of grip control over our lives has been repeated too many billions of times to count. And every single time, it is a rejection of God's good and loving control. The control of the one who works all things together, even hardship and suffering, for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purposes. As we just read, Peter lies and denies his friendship or any association with Jesus. Why? Because he wanted to stay in control, in control of his future, in control of his body. To tell the truth and identify with Christ would be to risk losing control over the situation of his life. I want to ask you today, where in your life is your grip on control greater than your trust and rest in God? Is it in a relationship? Maybe your marriage? your family, your kids, your hopes for a future relationship? Is it in your work, your career path, your financial security? Is it in your concern for how people see you, your looks or accomplishments, seeking to, seeking to control the narrative of how people see you? I am guilty of excessive control in every area that I just mentioned. And what struck me this week about Jesus' crucifixion and the days and hours leading up to it is his willingness to loosen his grip on control. In fact, to give up control and trust completely in his heavenly Father. He never loses his authority or power. We see this when the servant's ear is cut off and Jesus, as we're told in another gospel, immediately restores his ear. 
He's not lost his power. We see this when he tells Pilate, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. But he gave up control and for our sake places himself in the hands of men. In the prayer at Gethsemane, he yields control. He yields control when he allows the soldiers to walk him away. Pilate marvels when he offers no defense in response to his questions and threats. He did not try to control the narrative of his life when falsely accused. As Philippians 2 says, though being in very nature God, he did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped. Unlike ourselves who who frequently grasp for more control than we can handle, Jesus gave up the control that he can very well handle. The one who had rightful control over all things placed himself in the hands of men like all of us who unrightfully seek the control that is rightfully his. He gave it up. He gave it all up for us so that he could stand in our place and bear the condemnation that we deserve for our rejection of God's good and loving control in our lives. And in doing so, he brings us back to God. I invite you to close your eyes for a moment and listen to how the book of 1 Peter describes this yielding of control for our sakes. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For we were like sheep going astray, but now we have returned to the shepherd and overseers of our souls. Overseer of our souls. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, you gave your only begotten Son for us. We worship you. Lord Jesus, in your death, we have life. We worship you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would continue to illumine in our hearts the work of our Savior, that we might know your love more and more. We worship you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.